everybody, and welcome back to your favorite film podcast. Hopefully this episode is coming to you a bit early today. We're recording a bit earlier. I just woke up about 20 minutes ago, so but I'm ready to go. I have my coffee, so we're feeling good. Hello, uh, we're here, and we're your hosts, Trey and Evan. Um, if you don't know us by now, then that's your problem. Or if this is your first time joining, welcome. Uh... Yeah, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff today. We're going to talk about some movie news, uh, including Dune reactions and our fantastic forecastings. Uh, We're going to talk about our next two movies that we've decided to do in our Nolan deep dive. We're going to do The Prestige and Tenant. Um, And we are also going to talk about some of the real poopy movies we've been watching recently. Because neither of us have been watching a lot of great movies, but both of us except have been watching, Tenet. except for Tenet and The Prestige. Yeah, and and I watched uh, the original Tron finally, and that was peak. Nice. Um, but yeah, we're just gonna get into it. But first, Evan, how are you doing? How's your week been? Uh, I'm doing good. Week's good. Been busy at work. Yeah. Uh, got a day off today, so I mean, I've been awake for five hours because my sleep schedule just is set on waking up at 3 a.m. Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> that sucks. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. I'm used to it. I'm currently yeah. grinding through Final Fantasy VII. It's like on the PlayStation 5, so it has built-in cheat codes, because I've played it before, and I just kind of want to see the story again. So it mm-hmm. has, like, infinite health and, like, one-hit all the enemies. And, like... You, you can set it to, like, 300% game speed, so you can just bust through it. Yeah. But the worst part of it is that that game has random encounters, so when you're just walking... It's like Pokemon. Yeah. So just walking... It's the worst, because if you get lost and you're trying to find your way, you'll just keep hitting fucking... Sorry. Sorry, uh, Trey's mom. Uh, <laughs> just keep hitting, like, random encounters, and it's so frustrating. So... Yeah. I gotta try and bust through that later. Uh, yeah. Watching some peak. Yeah, man. This morning was a double feature of pretty bad. We'll get into later. Yeah. Yeah, I'm watching um, Sicario with my dad tonight. He's never seen it. And peak. um, He loves like that kind of like crime thriller, crime drama. And I'm like, holy cow, dad, you're going to God, you're going to love this movie. Heck yeah. Uh, So good. I mean, how can you not? It's amazing. I don't know what Ferdinand is talking about having that shit at three stars. And Ryan. Ryan has it at oh like a four. God, dude. That's insane to me. That's insane. Um, I mean, it's a five star for that dinner scene alone where Benicio Del Toro shows up to the guy's house. Yeah. It's just so good. The five star for the the border scene. Oh, God, dude. Denis, Denis Villeneuve everything. just... M- cooks bro Opens i was on talking to like with the house exploding oh my god yeah i was talking to jagger last night we were on a call for a little bit just yapping mm-hmm. it's god dude some of his takes is i saw uh a comment in one of his letterbox reviews <laughs> i gotta find it um because he gave something a two star and i was like same score as uh, Oppenheimer, and he just responded to "Yep" with a thumbs up emoji, and I was oh like, "I want to die." 
Dude, we were talking last night. We're both part of this Discord uh, called... It's, like, for movie talk content creators. So, create, like, uh, content creators on TikTok who are, like, do movie content. Um, I don't do it that much anymore, but I was super active for a while. So, I got invited in there. Um, And there's this one kid who has a TikTok account named Jackie. Uh, I he's like 14 or something, 14 or 15. Uh, all the love to you, Jackie. Uh, I know we've talked a lot if you're listening to this, but Jackie has said that Morbius is better than all three Captain America movies. Oh God. And I didn't figure out about it last night. And I, like, you know how much I love those movies. Yes. I just about lost it. <laughs> I was like, in what world? God. God. It, he said, maybe Winter Soldier is better. But the rest. Maybe mid. Winter Soldier cheese. That's crazy to me. Winter Soldier is, is top three superhero movies for me. W. It's so peak. Yeah. Civil War might be top five. My top five superhero movies might just be the Dark Knight trilogy and Winter Soldier and Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> it's valid. Uh, yeah, they're peak. Um, okay, let's get into it. Movie news. Um, not that exciting of a week. Uh, we got our first reviews for Dune 2 um, because that premiered uh, with... Uh, Zendaya in a crazy outfit. C-3PO um, cosplay. Yeah, dude. Whew. Looking good. <laughs> um, Everyone is just glazing this movie. Even people who didn't like the first one, they're like... I saw a review, and I mean, it's not like scores or anything, because it's just the social media embargo. But yeah. It said, I'm just... I feel lucky to be alive to watch this movie. And I'm like... Nine more days. God, dude, I'm more excited for this than I was for Oppenheimer. Hell yeah. Do you have tickets yet? No, I don't. Um, Gotta get on that. I haven't even gotten my first paycheck, dude. Oh, Uh, really? Still? That sucks. Yeah, because when you join a job, it like the paycheck kind of like it. It just takes a while, you know, Mm -hmm. for it to catch up. So I haven't gotten a paycheck yet. That Um, sucks. But I will be buying tickets when I do get a paycheck. Um, Criterion Collection adding a new film, Anatomy weird. of a Fall. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah. I saw that cover. A Terrible lot of people, cover. Oh, I like it. I think it's cool. I like it. Mm. Um, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, again, it's a really, it's been a really light few days. Nothing yeah. massive. Ridley Scott to direct a Bee Gees um biopic i'm down that sounds, sounds great cool. um we got killian murphy teasing that he might star in 28 years later awesome yeah dude that'd be sick i want he was it great to in me. 28 days it's good and everything um what is this barry keoghan to star in film from chernobyl dude. director johan rennick about Saddam Hussein's final days. I saw playing? this headline. That sounds is sick. He I mean, like Saddam? a bodyguard or something. Oh. Sounds cool. I love uh, 
I love Barry Keoghan. Huh, that sounds... Yeah, that actually sounds interesting. John Wick Experience Tourist Attraction to open in Las Vegas? What? You just walk in there and there's just people being murdered on the street. (laughs) 12,000 square foot ticketed attraction located... On the Area 15 campus, a curated collection of best-in-class immersive experiences, interactive attractions, events, and entertainment. The new experience blends immersive theater and highly themed cinematic environments to create an interactive journey that transcends reality. Guests step through the doors of the Las Vegas Continental and into the fantastical underworld of John Wick, where they navigate high-stakes adventures as well as visit a themed bar and retail shop open to the general public. That sounds sick. Each each group of guests will be tasked with specific missions, playing out in unique ways with characters, mythology, and iconography from the Wick universe. They may rub elbows with Continental staff, assassins, crime bosses, or other curious guests like themselves within the relative safety of the Continental. Guests will be drawn into the culture, trusted with secrets, and invited to private areas of the Continental, promising an authentic and compelling action-packed experience. What? Opens. That sounds sick. Evan, we might need to go to this together. Yeah, yeah, we might have to go to Vegas. Just nerd out. Oh my god, that sounds so cool. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Very excited for that. Um, I was wrong. Big news this week. John Wick. <laughs> um, I mean, unless you have anything else, that's about... Uh, we got Fantastic Four. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mom. Um, yeah. We got the Fantastic Forecast, and <laughs> it's uh, interesting. We've got uh, Pedro Let's go Pascal. through one, one by one. What are yeah. you, th- Pedro Pascal, what do you think? I'm scared. Leave Daddy Pascal out of the MCU because he's gonna get locked in, and he's never gonna escape, and it's gonna ruin him. And like, get your bag, but like, I don't know. I also don't think he's a good casting. No, for... I don't know. Like, I think he's I like too. Pascal. He's too sweet and like wholesome. I, I remember they were in talks with Matt Smith and Adam Driver for a while for Mr. Mm. Fantastic. And I think they would have been perfect. Like that genius level, not yeah. arrogance that like Doctor Strange has, but like knowing that he's smarter than you. I feel like they both would kill that. I don't know about I don't know about Pedro. Yeah, I'm I'm skeptical. I already like I mean, I've been vocal. I don't really care about superhero movies anymore. Um, so yeah. we'll see. I like Petro Pascal. I'm curious how the dynamic works between all of them. Like, see what the chemistry is like. Because this is a weird cast. Like, it's a weird mishmash of people. Uh, first off, how do you feel about this being potentially set in the 60s? I like that. I think yeah. that's a cool idea. Um, I think it's a cool idea, too. I think it's a fresh look at like the fantastic four who has already been done twice. Um, so they're going to need to do something different. Um, yeah. because these characters have yet to be done justice on the big yeah. screen. <laughs> yeah, like say that all three of those movies are absolutely terrible. People um, have crazy nostalgia for the like original two movies. 
And that's the well, only reason fine. they have it rated highly. Highly. Yeah. They're not it's good. Fine, but like, they're not good. Yeah. They're bad movies. Whatever. Um, we also got Vanessa Kirby as Mrs. Fantastic. I have never seen her in anything. She is very good. Um, what's she in? She was in uh, what I first saw her in was Pieces of a Woman on Netflix. That was peak. She's in uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, she plays Statham's brother or sister. She's really fun in that. And then she's in uh, Napoleon. She was great. Napoleon, best part of the movie. Um, oh, oh, she was in About Time. Yeah, she's in uh, Dead Reckoning. Uh-oh. Yeah, so she's done a lot of action. Yeah, she, she okay. has good dramatic chops too. Like she was great, even though that movie's mid. Um, yeah. So I like um, this. She's also a very beautiful woman, so that's pretty cool. Good stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. And Time then the... Joseph Quinn, yeah. Human Torch. What do you think? We've seen him as Eddie in Stranger uh, Things, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, Eddie's character kind of annoyed me after like one episode, and just like I think that the the whole fallout of that season of Stranger Things made me dislike Eddie even more. And like, God, that season was so quick, bad. Quick spoilers for Stranger Things season four. People are like, "Oh, bring Eddie back." If they bring Eddie back, I am not finishing the season because Stranger Things has this insane problem with killing characters off and then bringing them back. And it's like, yep. Oh my God. Just have the characters stay dead. Yeah. Or they like introduce a character to kill them off immediately the same season, like Bob. Like it's freaking insane. Bob was a goaded character too. Yeah. Absolutely goaded character. And you bring in a new character that people love and kill him off. And it's literally like a formula at this point for stranger things. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not super huge on stranger things anymore. So Joseph Quinn's not my favorite choice. Yeah. See, I think he has the, the a good, uh, he has the right amount of charisma to play John. Yeah, Storm. For, for sure. Um, um Definitely will do a better job than Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Um, he was yes. rough. Uh, and then finally, we got... I don't know I don't know how to say... I only know What's him his, his last cousin. name? His name is Eben... I know Eben Moss... What, I don't know his last name. Um, I don't have it pulled up. Let's see. Eben Moss Bacharach... I don't know how to say it, but we have seen him in the bear playing cousin. Um, I like that casting a lot. I was, I was pushing for Seth Rogen as the thing, but I like this a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm this is probably my favorite casting. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he will do an excellent job. Um, and yeah, I think. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm cautiously hopeful for this movie. Yeah, and then one more thing about the Fantastic Four: Galactus is reportedly the main villain, with Javier yeah. named as the top choice for the role. Oh my god, dude! Currently um, searching for an actor to play the Silver Surfer. Um, that's a W. 
Okay, let's fan cast the Silver Surfer. Who who would we like to see <laughs> as the Silver Surfer? Uh, I think honestly, and this is not just because we've just watched Tenant, but John David Washington. I think he would be an amazing Silver Surfer. Yeah, he could be good. I I do have issues with John David Washington to an extent because I don't know if he has the chops to carry movies. Um, the, we'll talk about it more when we get to Tenet, but like with the creator, he's so lifeless in that movie; it's kind of insane. Yeah, he the the charisma really skipped a generation with the Washingtons, yeah. man. <laughs> Just give it to. Uh, Give it to Robert Pattinson, honestly. Like, let's get it done. I don't think Robert Pattinson can do it. I think he has too. You want someone who's kind of robotic. Yeah, that's true. Um, but also can convey like a deep sadness. I don't know. Yeah, this is tough to fan cast because like we've only had a bad interpretation of him, and I don't read yeah. the comics, so. Uh, I mean, I read the comics, but I haven't read a lot with Silver Surfer in them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like John David Washington would be a good Silver Surfer. Um, I think Dom Hall Gleason would be a good one. Ooh, that could be good. Oscar yeah. Isaac. Oscar Isaac would be a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Should so we we'll get... see. Kind of up in the air. Yeah. Um, should we glaze? get into our reviews for today? Yeah. Should let's we get talk into about two five-star Christopher Nolan films? Yeah. Uh, so today we are continuing. This is the second episode of our Christopher Nolan deep dive. Um, we're kind of hopping around this time um, because there's certain movies we wanted to pair together and they didn't exactly come out one after the other. Uh so today we're doing uh, The Prestige and Tenet. We're going to start off with The Prestige and we'll follow it up with Tenet. Uh, so Prestige came out in 2006. This was, this was, I believe, his first film after Memento or Insomnia. What year did Batman Begins came out? No, no, this is after Batman Begins. Yeah. Um, so at this point, Christopher Nolan has already gained huge recognition in the film community. Um, because if you look at Batman Begins, he got, I mean, Christian Bale, who was one of the hottest actors at the time. Uh, you got Michael Caine, you got Liam Neeson, um, you got Killian Murphy. Uh, you just got a stacked cast, right? Um, so one year later, Chris Nolan comes out with a movie called the prestige about magicians now i will admit that movies about like a movie about magicians that doesn't sound like the most exciting thing to me and another movie that came out this same year call it was called the illusionist another movie about ma uh magicians directed by neil berger um who did limitless um w. Yeah, Limitless is sick. Uh, but somehow, Nolan puts his sauce in this movie. Nolan does what he does and cooks up one, debatably one of his best movies. 
Um, a mysterious story of two magicians whose intense rivalry leads them on a lifelong battle for supremacy full of obsession, deceit, and jealousy with dangerous and deadly consequences. Uh, this film has a 4.2 overall on Letterboxd. It's on the Letterboxd Top 250. Um, this film, I believe, I don't know. I think it's an 8.5. Yeah, 8.5 on IMDb. Um, That's a W. Yeah, it's crazy popular. Um, Metascore is 66, which seems low. That sucks. Yeah. Um... I mean, most of the average, you can look at the average rating of your mutuals, and the average rating of my mutuals is four and a half, I, which is like crazy high. Um, as far as our cast goes, we got Christian Bale, Hugh Jackman, Michael Caine, Scarlett Johansson, Rebecca Hall, David Bowie, David Bowie. Andy Serkis, Piper Parabo. Um, I mean, that's it's as far stacked. as I need to go. It's stacked. Uh, you got Chris Nolan directing and writing it with his uh, brother, Jonathan. Um, and which is this the first film? Oh, no. He helped him write. Uh, he helped him write Memento. Um, you got Wally. Oh, God. The, his I think his last name is Fister. 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 Okay. <laughs> Ugh. Who has all uh, behind the camera? Who has also done the cinematography for The Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Memento, Batman Begins, Moneyball, Insomnia? W. Has some great, great. So you just got like a lot of amazing people working on this movie. Um, so it like it, it was bound to be as great as it is. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. What are your like? Just give me your opening thoughts on the prestige, yeah. Evan. What are your opening uh, thoughts? Opening thoughts. I watched this uh, when I was twelve years old, I think, with my grandma, and I thought it was boring, and I like didn't like it. Neither of us really liked it, and then I rewatched it like ten years later, last summer, and it blew me away. I freaking love this movie it is so cool and very very intense it like you said it's a magician movie but like my god this movie is intense yeah it's beautiful the all the plot lines like you've got two plots you're kind of watching at the same time lots of side characters there's this mystery you're trying to kind of figure out and it's like it's such an engaging film that you mm -hmm. just you think into it's um it's also fun like all the magic scenes are awesome to watch and this rivalry is so entertaining of these yeah. two guys just trying to outdo each other like it's just an awesome movie and we'll get into the ending later but my god what an ending yeah um it's the, this movie has an unbelievable amount of twists and turns. Like, there is, yeah. like, not even including the ending. There's multiple moments where you're like, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. shoot. Um, where you're just kind of like, didn't see that coming. Um, but, yeah, I truly do love this movie. Um, I think Bale and Jackman give outstanding performances. I think Scarlett Johansson and Rebecca Hall give great 
supporting performances. Michael Caine is solid as always. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think this makes for an all around like it's in it's so engaging. Like yeah. you're just locked in from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I, I yeah, this movie's excellent. It's so good. It is so good. Um, also, so, this movie like sinks its teeth into you from literally the first scene when you have Michael Caine giving a delicious voiceover in your ear about the like structure of a magic trick, and it's just like, are you watching closely? And you're like, holy shit, I'm watching closely now. Like, let's get into yeah. it. It's so awesome. The just the first scene of this movie pulling off a magic trick for this kid you kind of get like the sense of wonder of a magic trick with the bird trick yeah mm-hmm. and it's like wow yeah oh, it's just yeah. so good so first thing i want to talk about are two most side side characters uh tesla and ali uh respectively david bowie and andy circus I think these are the two most underrated performances in the movie. They, every scene, David Bowie just has a presence that whenever he's on screen, you're just like locked in. He has this presence about him. He he just commands, he commands like everybody's attention. He's a showman and he's the best at it. I think he was a perfect casting for Tesla. Um, And, I, yeah, I mean, like I a, love it. It's like a David Bowie jump scare when he pops out. And I was like, oh, my God. And like, like oh, crap, it's David Bowie. The field outside Tesla's place is just so visually stunning. Yeah. The lights all around. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, there, I, I, that... might be, I might be jumping the gun a bit because we'll talk about this later. But <clears throat> when the transported man trick is revealed on how it actually works i did not remember this from my first watch so this was pretty much like a brand new experience and i was like huh wait we're going wait, into who's, some... who's transported man the, the hugh jackman one where he starts duplicating himself i oh, was like yeah what the heck like holy oh my god it's just it it into like a almost supernatural not supernatural but like very sci-fi thing that i was not expecting yeah like you kind of go into this movie expecting very smart people trying to fight each other to come out on top uh and you it it really takes a left turn in the third act it's crazy yeah but that um, is something we'll get into I mean, let's get into it now. Let's get into some of the yeah. twists and turns this movie's offered. So, first little twist: um, we 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 start studying these characters, Borden and um, Angier, Angier, and they both are working um, for the same magician. And uh, Borden is married to the magician's assistant, Julia. And right is Borden Hugh Jackman? I get yeah. them mixed up. Oh no no! Oh no! Yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, Angie is married to Julia, and Borden is like their friend, and Borden keeps tying these different knots that he's not supposed to when they put her in the in the water tank, and so one time he ties the wrong one, and she dies in the water tank. First twist. I, I and it it it. 
like he comes to the funeral and he still doesn't know uh what knot he tied obviously we'll know why later because it, it probably wasn't actually him on the stage yeah. um <laughs> oh god that twist might be better than hugh jackman's oh yeah um, it is but yeah that's our first twist and our next twist is so angiers is like heartbroken because his wife has died he blames borden so borden is doing a show with a bullet catch and angiers is the one to shoot the gun but borden doesn't realize it's him until it's too late and angiers had snuck a bullet into and that's like a whole oh crap moment and then there's the moment where uh angiers is doing his like transported man trick with gerald root which gerald root goaded character what a <laughs> menace that guy was um but uh he angiers ends up or borden ends up breaking angiers legs and then like messing up his whole trick and uh yeah it, i mean this movie just offers like a like a magician show like going to see a magician you never know what's coming it's it, it, it it's impossible to guess um yeah. so it's like i mean it's outlined at the very start of the movie like michael Caine's like part one is the pledge magician shows you something ordinary okay we're watching a movie about some magicians mm -hmm. uh and then part two is the pledge where the magi uh, or no sorry part two is the term where uh shows you something incredible and then we start seeing like them doing crazier and crazier shit and and then you have the prestige yeah uh, and it's this like insane reveal at the end of the movie yeah wow Many so insane reveals let's talk about those two main insane reveals First of all, so the main trick for both of these musicians is the transporting man, um, where they are seamlessly transported between one location to the next one in a matter of seconds. So, and they each do it in a both mind-blowing way. So we have Angiers, Hugh Jackman's character. He goes to Tesla and he's like, hey, you made a machine for this guy. I want you to make one for me so I can do this trick better. He ends up realizing later Tesla never made a machine for uh, Borden, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, he makes this machine that at first it seems it doesn't work. But then they realize instead of transporting an object, they essentially duplicate it in another location which is insane yeah. like it's an exact <laughs> copy so angiers tries it on himself and he does it and another him shows up this shit literally had my jaw on the floor i was not and he, expecting and, he, and you know what he, he doesn't like study the other him he kills himself yeah. Yeah, bro's got like, a uh, of himself. Have you read the Invincible comics? No. 
Okay, first of all, you need to. They're amazing. Okay. Um, I can't remember if they're in the TV show, but there's these two characters called the Mauler Twins. Yeah, they are in the show. Yes, and they're constantly fighting on who's the clone and who's not. And, I mean, this totally reminds me of it. Um, And so we figure out at the end of the movie that Angiers has a trap door under the coils and every time he duplicates himself, the original, he goes down and drowns himself in a water tank so the other one can live. It's insane. And at the end of the movie, Borden goes down below the stage and there is just rows of dead Angiers. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I, yeah, and exactly like you said, and and this is what I think Nolan does best is like, like the twist. He has perfected it. Um, I remember my job being like, "Are you serious right now?" Um, yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, and. Then we get the one for Borden. We figure out how Borden had done it. Which is... This one is debatably even more mind-blowing. Yeah, because you have, like, this character, Fallon. They've mentioned his name a lot, and you don't really know what the hell is going on here. It's, like, Edgier's, or Borden's assistant, or, like, something like this. You don't see Mm -hmm. his face. Turns out, twin brothers all along. It's crazy. Yep. He's missing yeah. fingers. And you've got this like scene near the middle of the movie. I can't remember which if he's with I don't remember. It's with Rebecca Hall, right? Where he's like Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the I love you and it's like, do you mean it today? Or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And the whole movie, you think she means that in like a metaphorical yeah. sense. But then you like, realize it's in a literal sense. Yeah. They're different books. Oh my god. It, it this this movie probably goes insane on a rewatch. I need to watch it again. Um, yeah, I watched it last night. It was pretty crazy. And then at the end it. of the movie, like, Borden wins this movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. At the end of the movie, he gets to go take his daughter back, and Angiers is like, how? The entire movie, this is, Borden's doing some crazy stuff, and this is, the entire movie, this is Angiers. How? How? It's so funny. He's just constantly getting shown up. No matter how hard he tries, Borden is the better magician. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is... I mean, this movie's outstanding. No yeah. one cooked here. It, when it pops up on the top 250 for IMDb, I'll watch it again. Yeah, it's going to be a while there. because it's high. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's so perfect. And it's um, just, it's just so fun. Like the reveals at the end of the movie just make mm-hmm. everything even better. Yeah, like, I'm glazing it, and I haven't seen it in like six months. That's how like much all these twists yeah. stay with you, and you just think about, God, that movie's sick. Yeah. Also, shout out Rebecca Hall, one of the most underrated and underappreciated actresses working so today. Love Rebecca Hall. Shout out The Night House, one of the most underrated oh horror movies. Oh my god, I love The Night House. Dude, it's Night so House good. is peak. That movie actually scared me a little bit. Some it's, of the camera work yeah. in that movie is super creepy. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. I love Rebecca Hall so much. Um, but yeah, prestige five star, five star for me, five star for Evan. Yeah, Evan, where do like you put very... this in your Nolan rankings? Let me let me look at my letterbox really quick. Because it might. I grapple with honestly. I think I have Tenet and this at the same spot, and it just like depending on the day can switch. Yeah. Um. Actually, no. I have this. Man, I need to rewatch Interstellar and Inception again because I haven't seen Interstellar for a long time. So, so I'm excited we're doing this because my Nolan ranking is pretty reliant on just like memory. Um, this is like five or six for me right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm creating my list right now. And yeah. I'm just going to update it with every week, and it'll only be the movies that uh, yeah. we've watched so far. So I think this is number two. W. Um, yeah. And then Tenant is number three. Nice. Um, but should we get into uh, Pete? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm going to let you take over yeah. this review because right. you you glaze this movie I so I have hard. seen this movie as of yesterday eight times. It Hell is yeah. my number three of all time Christopher Nolan film. I Trey's mom plug ears. I fucking love this movie. It is so awesome. Like I cannot get over how badass this movie is. It has the same mm. type of twist and turn that the prestige does backed by some of the coolest action sequences an absolutely badass main character and robert pattinson just being the coolest suavest man ever oh my god this movie is just so fun and it's it's i mean it's convoluted and messy and the audio mixing can be bad at times but good oh, lord maybe even I terrible hey it, it was worse in the theaters. It's better watching it at home, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Tenet stars John David Washington, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Debicki, uh, and then... I'm, I can't even think of his name. Uh, Michael Caine is in this, and then... Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh, thank you. Uh, Who gives one they... of the most terrifying villain performances. Yes. And Holy cow, he could. We, we need to talk about how well he prepared... Okay, this is not a Russian man. He plays a Russian man in this movie. He not yeah. only had to deliver... The scene when they're in the turnstile, and he's talking backwards, and it's playing through the microphone. Yeah. He actually learned his dialogue backwards for that scene. Which is crazy that he was able I mean, to keep his accent up. And... I'm not surprised. Kenneth Branagh is like a classically trained actor. Yeah, he's awesome in this. Except that scene has, is is the worst audio mixing I've... I The first time I saw that movie, I had no clue what they were saying. Yeah. I, I had to watch this movie multiple times. To even understand that scene because that is a very convoluted scene and there's so much going on and it's very hard to hear um yeah this i'll read the plot really quick for those who don't know armed with only one word tenet 
uh, and fighting for the survival of the entire world. Cia operative, the uh, the protagonist, badass name, like mm-hmm. he he is the protagonist. Uh, journeys through a twilight world full of international espionage on a global mission that unfolds beyond real time. Yeah, it's kind of hard to sum this movie up if you don't if you haven't already seen it because it's like yeah, there's this thing called time inversion and it's like things are going forwards and backwards at the same time and then it's like the whole scene when John David Washington first discovers the inverted bullet and she's trying to explain it to him and he's she's like here dr- pick this bullet up and she's like well you have to have dropped it first and it's just like and you're just like huh you're trying to follow it and it's and then she says don't try to understand it just feel it and i'm like you know what i'm gonna not try to understand it and i'm just gonna lock in and try not to like think too that's hard it, about how ridiculous that's the perfect way to enjoy this movie yeah is don't try it's, to understand it just like sit back and enjoy the insane stunts yeah, of this movie. This movie is not necessarily hard to follow, except for like two or three scenes, mainly yeah, one agreed. near the ending. Um, but the more you think about it, the less sense it makes, which is kind of yep. weird. Like the whole last act in the desert the more you think about it, the more questions you will have. I try so hard to turn my brain off watching this movie and not think about it because it's like I don't want to lessen my enjoyment because I love this movie so much and it like really does not make a lot of sense. And even Christopher Nolan has said lately, yeah, this movie doesn't fully make sense, which props to him for like being honest about that because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm even trying to think about that final sequence right now, and I'm like. <laughs> The whole A team, B team going forward and backwards at the same time, badass, like, it's such a cool idea, and it really doesn't make much sense. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome. Like, yeah. I found that when this movie first came out, the reviews were okay. Um, the lead up to this movie was sick. Like, the, the marketing, Christopher Nolan always destroys with his marketing. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. good. Um, mm-hmm. It was like, wow, I lost my train of thought totally there. Um, it's okay. Yeah. I was just really excited. This was like hot in the middle of the pandemic. So yeah, movie theaters weren't really popping. And Nolan was literally like being begged to release this just to like HBO Max, like Dune and like the Suicide Squad. And he was like, no, I won't do it. This is a theater movie. It absolutely is a theater movie. Mm-hmm. I I saw this movie. I was very lucky because, like, I didn't want to get sick. I was like, I don't want to go to the theaters. I managed to see this movie on a like a weekday or something, and I had the entire theater to myself. W. I had an an IMAX theater to myself to watch this movie, and let me tell you, this is my favorite theater experience I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. The second hallway fight scene, when you realize that the protagonist is fighting himself, I audibly yelled out, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> it is so. It's insane. We'll talk about that in a second. I'm gonna keep glazing for a moment. Um, yeah, this movie is just so fun and. It looks beautiful. Ludwig Göransson cooked one of the most insane scores I've ever heard in my entire life. Agreed. He messaged me yesterday watching this because it was his first time seeing it. And he's like, holy shit, the score is amazing. Who did it? I was like, oh, it's Ludwig. It makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I said uh uh I said who did this score and then like uh, three minutes later, I sent, oh, damn, it's my boy Ludwig, the goat himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, <sighs> this movie's insane. Um, I think this is Nolan's most self-indulgent film. Yeah. I think this is, to draw a comparison to another director, uh, I think this is his version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I think this is Nolan just being like, I'm making a movie for me, and I'm just going to go crazy. I'm going to have the best stunts, the craziest stunts I've ever done. Uh, what a Chad. Buying a 747 Boeing airplane just yeah. to <laughs> blow it up for your movie? Insane. I, I remember Insane when that juice. <laughs> That headline came out before the movie came out. It's like, Christopher Nolan buys 747 to crash because it's cheaper than using CGI. And I thought to myself, is he going to crash it from the air? Like, what is this scene? Is he going to fly and then, like, have a camera person jump out and crash this plane? My mind was, like, going crazy. Yeah. He, he said... That this film, ha I think it has less than 300 CGI shots or effect shots. He said it's less than most romantic comedies, which is crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. This, it, it it's looks visually amazing. insane. The scene Every where they're scaling the side of the building. Yeah. Oh. I, oh so good. And like the, the Twilight song is playing. Oh my god. I, Dude, I, it's feeling. <laughs> John David Washington has such a sick scene up there where he's like interrogating uh, the Indian guy and mm -hmm. he's like, I'm just a oh, I'm just like a seller of something and he goes, he puts his hand over his face and he's got the gun to his head he's like, I don't know about that, but I am the one that people talk to and killing an arms dealer would be the easiest trigger I'd ever have to pull it's just like, oh my god, this man yeah. has got the cheese. It, the, the next thing I want to talk about, the action. Christopher Nolan oh. has this way with directing action that really does it for me. You have that booming score, uh, in this case done by Ludwig, but usually done by uh, Hans Zimmer. Um, you, we'll get into that more when we have Cash on next week um, for Dark Knight Trilogy. But you have this booming score... You have a, um, and you, God, there, it's just so it's a well lot of choreographed. Like, you get a lot of like overhead shots. He likes to film action from like afar a lot of the time and then close it, close in. Um, mm -hmm. you have like, it's just so <sighs> crisp and clean. All the shots in this movie are just so perfectly choreographed and it's like, yeah, you're, he makes you feel like you're in there. Yep. Like my mind's racing. Honestly, let's let's break this down. Let's action like break this down action scene wise. The first, uh, firstly, the kitchen fight scene. Uh, you know, I told you I'm gonna order my oh, hot so sauce an hour early. He he walks in and he goes, "I ordered my hot sauce an hour ago," and then he gets punched and the score goes. And you get these like super heavy bass notes coming in. Yeah. And he goes to town on these guys. He grabs a cheese grater, puts it up to this dude's face, and he drags it across the table and just rips it out. 
and he's going to town and it cuts to elizabeth debicki in the car and she's like can we drive away please and he's like the boss wants you to see this uh or something like that and uh and then john david washington just walks out without a scratch buttoning up his jacket and he's just like oh it's so good he really i think he has charisma in his own way and it's very hard to notice because he's not as like boisterous as his dad as denzel is yeah um like when i think of peak denzel charisma i think a training day um, yeah you can name any denzel performance but like but he, th- with john david it's more toned down and it's more like i i won't fight you but if i do i will kill you like yeah that except black hands of- man that was piercing charisma oh my god that he's so good in that movie yeah dude that movie is um, hilarious yeah. <laughs> I saw, uh, I keep seeing it on my TikTok, the clip of him talking to the Ku Klux Klan member on the phone. It yeah. is hilarious. It's so funny. Um, but then you have the creator, and it's like, he does not pull off this father figure, like, parental instinct type role. It's it's pretty soulless. But then you have the protagonist, who has almost no backstory. Yeah. Just this kind of mystery man, and John makes it his own, and it's like the perfect role for him yeah um yeah then we have the plane scene and there's a scene there's a build-up to the plane scene where him and robert Pattinson are chilling outside and he's like you want to crash a plane he goes don't be so dramatic like from the ground and then john david washington goes well how big a plane and robert Pattinson looks at him goes well that's a little more dramatic and i'm like i know what's coming it's a 747 it's peak and there's like this training montage of them learning to hold their breath and you like you're just getting so locked in yeah that that sequence is incredible and the 747 song is maybe one of my favorite songs from a score ever i used to blast that at the gym like every day it's so awesome oh it's so sick after that, yeah. you get the turnstile scene, which is crazy. You've got a forward... This is the first time you're really getting some crazy inversion fighting. And it's forwards and backwards. <laughs> it's like, what happened here? Hasn't happened yet. Oh, Yeah, it's insane. It's so peak. And that is kind of like another prestige-type feeling, where that scene is really cool to watch, but then the payoffs that make it even cooler come down the line. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this movie. Is I, uh, yeah. Let's let's talk a little about Kenneth Branagh as a crazed villain. Yes, he he is He's... so intense, and like, there's that scene before the car chase. I think it's right before the car chase, and he explodes on Elizabeth Debicki because she has a gun, and he knocks it out of her hands. He's like. Chris doesn't use very many uh, F-bombs in his movies, but Kenneth Branagh just, like, goes to town, and it's so scary. Oh, that scene is so good. Um, yeah. there. This movie has faults. I will definitely... I mean, we've talked about it already. The, the turnstile scene when Aaron Taylor Johnson's there and Elizabeth Debicki gets shot with the inverted bullet, that scene is ridiculous. 
it's like yeah. you're trying to track you don't really understand what he's trying to get during the car chase like there's this thing and a briefcase and it's like this this is a really it's my least favorite scene in the movie just because it's even now i don't really like it because he's asking about like what kind of car he left the car keys in or left this suitcase in. it's just ugh. Mm-hmm. it's ridiculous um yeah um what do you think about the ending because this was your first watch so like this this final scene is really crazy so what do you think are about we, the are, ending? are you talking about the conversation between pattinson and john david well, washington or the final final scene no just like the whole desert scene i leading it to it also i i mean i messaged you when you were like i'm almost done and i was like there's a scene coming up and it's the scene when they blow up that building with the rpg and it collapses and then builds back up to blow up again crazy i don't know how i did it it's crazy it's insane um no i think i loved that final dialogue uh with Robert Pattinson and John David Washington, where he's like, well, who recruited you? And he's like, you did. And he's like, well, when did I do that? And he's like, well, you haven't done it yet. And it's just like, it sums up the, you're like, oh, huh? what? Uh, okay. N- yeah. That doesn't make sense. Uh, it sums up the whole movie perfectly, I think. The, but I love, life. I love that final scene with Priya. um yeah and he is like she's calling and he opens his voicemail as she's leaving the voicemail in the car god yeah. dude it's so good <laughs> this movie maybe i'll rewatch it today it's got the juice like it it's it just truly so does it truly it's entertaining does. it's got the like plot twists that you want out of a crazy Christopher Nolan movie. The action is out of this world. It's my favorite Christopher Nolan action. Yeah. Uh, Inception's got some pretty peak stuff, but we'll talk about that uh, like another some, time. More like some pretty mid yeah, stuff. Maybe. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Alan's the only one that agrees with you. That's because we're the only intelligent people in the Discord. Yeah, okay. Um, it's just, yeah, just how it's it like, goes. It's a it's a weird scene because you you get the payoff of like oh my god that guy at the beginning that saved uh, John David Washington was Robert Pattinson all along like you see the little charm on his bag and he's like this whole mm. thing is a temp- temporal pincer which is like a ridiculous line but I still love it. Um, Wait, what do you mean the guy at the beginning? Well, you remember at the very beginning in the auditorium, there's uh, that scene where John has a guy. There's like somebody pointing a gun at him. And you see the oh, yeah, and then the, in the rocks yeah. come. And then yeah, the guy just come. Was that Robert Pattinson? Yeah, so I don't know if you. Oh my god! That was Robert Pattinson. So like, uh, he's got this little charm on his backpack, and if you look at the beginning, that guy had the charm. So he saved him, but he was wearing that full face mask. Like you don't know. <laughs> Trey's face right here is like the. Primo tenant watching experience. Yeah. So you get this like awesome payoff that ties back to like the beginning and it's really sick. Oh, sorry. Um Yeah, I know it's awesome. You should totally watch it again. <laughs> 
Um, for audio listeners, Trey is dumbfounded and staring at the wall. <laughs> and then it, you kind of sit with it, and you're like, "Well, this whole thing means that Robert Pattinson is doomed to forever, like, just die in the tunnels." Because he is the one that saved him. Again, the backpack charm, if you notice it, like that guy that saves him when he's in the tunnels with the like big thing, the bomb dropping, uh, or the yeah. briefcase. Like, uh, So then it's like, well, if he's forever doomed to die there, then how does he get back to the beginning? And like, oh, it's just, it's super convoluted. It's a mess. But it's it's my mess. And I love it. Love it. Five stars. 90, 100 out. out of 100. I don't give a shit. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, that I'm really sad they. D- <laughs> I'm sad I didn't get the Tenet reissue here because I wanted to go see it in seventy millimeter again. That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. I I told you, thinking about the movie more makes less sense. It. It's I'm a starting really... to get a headache, like right here. Yeah. It's like you start thinking about something and you're like, well, this leads to that and that leads to this and this leads to that. And it's this like whole chain of events that just doesn't really connect. Yeah. But again, I don't care. Don't think about it. Just try it's and feel amazing. it. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. 10 is sick. Um, thank you for joining us on our reviews today. We're going to get into what we've been watching recently. But first, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe to our channel, comment down below what your thoughts on Ten and R. I know it's one of the most divisive movies of all time. If you're listening on YouTube, nope, I already said that. God, you broke my Spotify, brain. Spotify, rate us five stars, Apple Music, Thank rate you. us. Thank you. All the podcasts. Um, yes. Uh, next On Tuesday, we're doing our review of The Passion of Jonah the Ark. Oh, yeah. And next Friday, our big one. The Dark Knight Trilogy. One episode. One guest. It's gonna be sick. It, God, dude, I'm so excited. Um, it's gonna be sweet. I'm so excited, too. Yeah, and then what's our movie after... Joan of Arc. Let's see. Um, oh, yes! It's peak! Ratatouille! Uh, what was that see. sound? I this movie's overrated, but whatever. We'll what do you have it at? I don't know. I don't have it logged. I saw it when I was a kid. When's the last time you saw it? When you were like eight? A kid. Okay. You're gonna give it at least. I think at, I am okay with at least a four star, and yeah, I think we'll it is at least a four star. I have this at five. Uh, Brad Bird cooks. Brad Bird is the greatest animated. Oh, Brad Bird made it. Yeah, That's dude. Bradbird cooks, man. Is do you like it more than The Incredibles? Nah. <laughs> That's debatable. Iron yeah. Giant, Iron Giant is a clear number 1 for me for Bradbird. Iron Giant is my all-time favorite animated film. It's amazing. It's perfect. It's so good. Incredibles and Ratatouille are a close second. And Incredibles 2 is so good as well. I still yeah, have that really like good. a four, four and a half. Um, all right. Let's get into what after we've been that, watching After that, we have recently. the uh, really quick after Ratatouille, we have the superior dad racing movie for Yes! Ferrari. I'm super oh! hyped about Dude, um, inject that movie into my veins. I'm going to turn it off right before the final scene, though, so I can end happy. 
Oh, when they lose? No, the final, final scene. Oh, jeez, yeah, that was yeah. dark, dude. I didn't know the real story, and I'm like, my god, this movie's awesome, and then it's like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Alright, let's, um, uh, let's see what we've been watching. Yeah, let's do it. How many, how many do you have? Uh, film diary. You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Mm. Six without tenant. I have nine without tenant, so you can do two. I'll do one, or I'll do two. You do one. Yeah. Do we want to do our first? I think our first one is the same. No, on the thirteenth, um, I watched the Batman. Oh, the Batman. Oh yeah, do do that, and then we'll do the next one together. Okay. Yeah, on the thirteenth, I watched two five star movies and one one half star movie. Uh, one half star movie. I watched the Batman. For our first peak. time in a long time, it's peak. It's still not as good as The Dark Knight, but it's True. just uh, that just might be nostalgia bias for me. We'll see if it changes with uh, age. The Batman's mm-hmm. phenomenal. It's amazing action. It's it's big dick shit. Like it. Sorry, that's the way you have to describe it. I'm sorry. It's just so awesome. Greg Fraser cooked on this movie so hard. It is. St- Stunning to look at. Yeah. The volume agreed. is used so well here. Please, Greg Fraser, be the only one that's legally allowed to use the volume because he's the only one that knows how to use it. Michael Giacchino's score is crazy. Robert Pattinson. Is yeah. Just, Speaking he, of that movie, did you go listen to that song yeah, I, I sent did. you? That was how sick. hard yeah, is that, hard. dude? Sick. It, yeah, really, God, really dude. sick. I used to work out to Samuel Kim's music. Hey, like, yeah. Dude. Makes me feel like I'm a freaking gladiator. Yeah, that's um, sick. Um, after that, I watched Dune. I'll talk about Dune after you do do your first two. No, talk about Dune. Okay, I rewatched this for the first time since theaters. Yeah. So it's been a while. I remembered it, and I read the book after I saw the movie. So uh, I remembered the story. I just wanted to like refresh before Dune two in nine days. Mm-hmm. Shout out to north america getting it early hell yeah it's good stuff we get it on the first i think there's early uh, access uh fan screenings on the 25th yep there goes my father um, um yeah dune is amazing dune is an immaculate piece of science fiction it it's really amazing is. It, it is a tight political thriller that is complex and full of these different houses in a war insane performances one of the most attractive casts ever let's get it out of the way holy cow there's some beautiful people it's crazy oscar isaac's beard in this movie is like a top five beard of all time my god the score oscar isaac is just a top five of all time yeah agreed um, <laughs> of 100%. what we don't know but he Everything. is a top five <laughs> uh the score is insane Hans zimmer cooked so it it's so amazing because Hans zimmer didn't do tenet so that he could do dune and it turned out that we got an insane dune score plus ludwig going on the map popping off in tenet it's just a win-win for the film community yeah agreed uh, yeah dune is it's thrilling the action there's not a lot of action but the action looks incredible it's funny um, yeah, I still can't get over Frank Herbert writing the most basic white people names in this weird science fiction universe, like Paul and Duncan Idaho. Like, what are we doing? Here? <laughs> it's so weird. the The Messiah is named Paul. 
it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious. Weird. Yeah, Dune also, is amazing. I, speaking of Dune, <clears throat> go check out uh, the Film School Film Scoop. Uh, probably my favorite podcast outside of ours. Um, might be Evans. I don't know. Um, oh, yeah. I, here, one sec. I'm gonna close this door. My dad, my freaking dad left it open. Um, <laughs> no, Film Scoop with Cash and Carl. It's, I'm bringing my mic with me. Let's see how far this cord stretches. Look at that. Look yeah. at that, everybody. I made it all the way. Uh, Cash and Carl, uh, great pair of dudes. Um, they have their own film podcast. They just did an episode on Dune. I would highly recommend going to check it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Dude, God, Carl's Paul, close. I have dreams too, Paul, but you don't see me talking about them. Um, it's a blast. Yeah, at the beginning, and Carl's like, all right, we got questions about Dune. And Carl's first question, Trey's mom, plug your ears, because I want to talk about this, and it was so funny. Carl yeah, goes, mom skip. Question, question one, how much cum is left in my balls after Dune? <laughs> dude, dude, we, I might have oh to be God. like, Mom, you can't listen to this episode when we yeah. have cash on. It's going to get raunchy. It's going to get fun. Ugh. <laughs> love the film school. Oh, God, dude. They're my favorite. We love them. Um, yeah, they're going to be on, or at least Cash is. We're going to try to get Carl and Cash on for a Nice Guys in Game Night episode, which That's will definitely get raunchy. That'll be crazy. God, dude. That is, I recording, the, I just have the most fun talking to Cash, and I have the most fun listening to them because they feed off of each other so well. Yeah. They are so, they have great chemistry. Uh, but yeah, go check is, them out. Is Dune on the top 250? I don't know. I don't think it is. When we, oh, whenever we do Dune 2 review episode, we'll probably we'll have to touch on Dune 1. Yeah. All right, uh, you ready to talk about Peak? Yes. So, <laughs> on first movie I watched after Hotel Rwanda, we did a massive watch party in the Real Talk Discord. There was what, like there eight, was of, eight us? of us? Yeah. Yeah. So my uh, what your friends have been watching page on Letterboxd was filled with just this. So we watched a film called Robert, uh, directed by Andrew Jones, has a 1.5 overall on Letterboxd. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to do watch parties for the rest of these. This movie was so terrible. Oh. It it's was like, so bad. That's like porn level acting, and then Robert's movements are so funny. Like, there's a scene near the end where he's stabbing somebody, and it's like, it's worse than Chucky. It's so funny. Oh my god, it's yeah. hysterical. Uh, in this chilling story, based on real <laughs> life events, a family experienced terrifying supernatural occurrences when their son acquires a vintage doll called robert and that is the most unmenacing name robert yeah it god this movie is terrible so bad i don't know how i just got the hiccups it's it it, it is so funny and the acting is so bad it's really weird because this movie opens with like german as the 
there's like a little tale about the true story and yeah. for me it was in german and i was like is this movie in english and then yeah it's a british movie yeah Why we is were, it in german? You, you threw it on and i was like god am i gonna have to read subtitles <laughs> for this trash movie we watched um, this on some uh undisclosed sources and the subtitles for this movie were <laughs> they were in at least 20 different languages it was insane it this whole no experience sense. was so fun uh was there was like dream. three different accents that you never knew where they were where the movie was based because the family was like british one of the babysitters was american and then another guy shows up and he was from like texas and yeah, oh my god, dude, when the babysitter gets pushed down the stairs, that shot is so funny, because it's, like, six different shots, and you can tell that they, she would, like, roll down one stair, and then they'd cut it, and then roll down another stair, and then cut it so that she didn't actually have to fall down. Oh my god, it's just so yeah. funny. What's the next one? Is it The Curse of Robert? I think it's The Curse of Robert, and then Robert the Toymaker, and then... The Revenge, Revenge. of Robert, and then... Robert, Robert Reborn in 1950. Oh Listen to this. In 1951, USSR, as the Cold War intensifies, infamous no dictator Joseph Stalin is Are suffering with illness and his death is imminent. Meanwhile, KGB agent Stoikov discovers a mysterious stage show in the Baltic region featuring three creepy dolls. Robert, uh, Kash Ka Kalashkinov and Miss Cyclops. Spellbound by the lifelike animation displayed by these dolls on stage, um, Stoikov investigates the show's host and discovers he is a German toy maker who owns a mystical book which holds the key to eternal life. Believing the toy maker and his book will help Stalin escape death, Stoikov kidnaps him and they board a plane to Moscow. But the toy maker, the toy maker's living creations have followed them. When the plane is in midair, all hell breaks loose as Stoikov oh and his team of KGB agents realize the three dolls are on board and will stop at nothing to rescue their puppet master. Fasten your seatbelt and prepare for blood-soaked toy terror oh at 30,000 feet. I might That's watch this tonight. And that all, all, um... Uh, that's all in um, 85 minutes. And guess what? The guy who plays the dad in the first one also plays the toy maker in this one. Heck yeah. Is that Spoilers. guy in every... Oh my gosh, that guy is in every single one of them. Oh my god. That's crazy. And this then we figure out at the end, the craziest twist of all. The kid was Robert. Or possessed by Robert. Who really knows? Yeah, that God, that movie. <laughs> what an experience! What an experience! Um, yeah, that was a blast. That is genuinely the most fun I've had in a watch party in a while, besides Cabin Fever too. Uh, oh yeah, it's peak. Here, here, here's a sum up of me and Evan's watch party: Cabin Fever two, quiet for like five minutes, and then one of us going, Ugh! "Oh, dude." That was the entire watch party. Yep. Um, but yeah, after Robert, I followed it up with some peak. I watched The Accountant for the first time. Holy cow, this movie. Dude, that was awesome. I love Dude, that movie. Chris Wolf clears. 
the efficiency that that man kills people with is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, also, Ben Affleck, shout out to Ben Affleck for grave- giving an amazing performance as an autistic really person. Yeah, he is really so good. good. And it's not like, I don't feel like it's disrespectful in any way. He no. just like, he, he, he kills it. Ben Affleck is great. Yeah, John Bernthal is an absolute delight as always. Anna Kendrick, great. J.K. Simmons, great. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor and John Lithgow just making appearances. Love it. Um, yeah, very, very, very good. Um, uh, yeah. <clears throat> you want to give us your next two? Uh, my next one, right? You're doing two? Uh, yes. Hey, give me one sec. I'm going to go grab yeah. my computer charger. Okay. My next watch was Tenet, so I'm going to just glaze it a little more while Trey leaves. Uh, I've shown this movie to a bunch of people. I showed it to my dad, and he rewatched it the same day. And then he watched it again on an airplane, like, the day after. Tenet's just sick. Uh, next up was Madam Web, which... Stinky. Very, very stinky. Uh, after, <clears throat> yeah, after ten, it was just a lot of bad. Mostly this morning. Welcome back. What movie were you talking about? Oh, that I I watched Tenet, and then uh, next up is the fabled Madam Web. Oh boy, Madam Peak. Do you want me to give two before you talk about that? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Were you just talking? Do I not yeah. have to edit that? No, oh, can, God. You, I just kept talking, yeah. Yeah, Evan, you make my life so easy. I love you, man. <laughs> um, I sent yeah, you a too, video bro. for Valentine's Day. And you didn't I saw respond. that. You did? I'm sorry, I didn't respond. Yeah, I didn't <gasps> see it. It was nice. It was a good one. Uh, I sent you another one. I can't even remember. But those guys that make those videos, the one I sent you, where it's like, to be grateful for your friends or whatever. I yeah. love those guys. They make the yeah, most wholesome awesome. videos. Um, okay. My next two. Let's see. What? No, I don't want that opera. Uh, wow. Um, okay. Sorry. Uh, and then I, the next day, Valentine's Day, the 14th. I did a five movie day. I hate <laughs> Valentine's Day because I'm single and it makes me sad. So... Uh, I just decided to watch, uh, movies that had zero romance in them all day. I watched four horror movies and I watched an action movie. Uh, I re I gave, uh, Project Power a rewatch. Uh, have you seen that? Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? No, I haven't. Uh, it's action movie from 2020. Um, it's about this like oh. new pill that oh i've uh, heard of this yeah grants like the taker superpowers for five minutes cool idea uh not done well uh really really terrible um just not good mm. uh don't watch it i won't uh and then i followed that up i was like i need i need some peak in my life and i realized i hadn't logged split um debatably james mcavoy's best performance it's not even debatable it is it it's uh, so i mean good. yeah i i don't think he's better in anything else except like he's just god dude he's so 
so terrifying in this movie. He is so terrifying. Um, and as a God, dude, James McAvoy Joy is amazing in this too. She kind of put she her on the is. Map. Yeah. Yeah. This is, is this before the witch? Ooh, I, I, think? I, I think so. Yeah. Oh no. The witch was a year before. Mm. So yeah, she was, she had the witch and then the next year she came out with this. That's crazy. Um, also, part of one of, like, we'll have M. Night Shyamalan on our next director deep dive ballot. I hope he gets chosen because we could do an episode on the Unbroken, um, Unbreakable universe. The, Don't make the me watch trilogy. Glass again. Glass really wasn't I, that terrible. I freaking hate Glass. It's a 0. 0.5. I would give it a 0 if I could. I despise that movie. You have it at a star, so no, I'm no. I, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Really, just watching the beast fight um, David Dunn, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis's character. I loved that. Um, but yeah, I watched Split. Really solid thriller. Really fun. James McAvoy gives a great performance. Really creepy. W. Uh, yeah. Give us your next one. Ma- Madame Webb. Madame Webb. Uh, Madame Mid. I did not finish this movie. I watched about 45 minutes of it, and then I had seen the ending on TikTok, and I was like, you know what? I'm good. It's terrible. It's worse than Morbius. It's really, really bad. The acting is so weird. It's like watching Yorgos movies, where the dialogue feels robotic and like very uncanny valley like it's almost not human it's so badly written it's not funny the editing is a mess the action's terrible it's boring looks yeah. it looks horrific visually it's terrifying like it's it's just so bad i hate it i won't finish it i was playing video games while i watched it too like that's how much i hated it that i had to turn it off as background noise yeah I feel that. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Apparently, I I need to go back and listen to it. I apologize to the community out there because apparently, I was talking to well, I was talking to Jagger last night. I said I was actually thought this looks pretty good on our Eyes Wide Shut episode. I don't remember saying that. I don't think I, I like, would have said that. No, I feel like you said you were weirdly excited to watch it in that it might be so bad it's good. Okay, that makes more sense. Jagger Jagger accused me of being excited and thinking this was actually going to be pretty good no, last night. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? I've never said that. I've never said that. Do not say that about me. I have taste. Uh, there was a part of me that was cautiously hopeful because I wanted this to be Aren't good so bad. Uh, I just want all movies to be good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want all Marvel movies to be bad so they stop making them. Don't say that. That's mean. <laughs> That's mean. Don't say that. Don't say that. All right, I'll give you my next two. Uh, after Split, I followed it up with another William Friedkin movie uh, who will definitely be going on our next director deep dive list. Um, director of uh, The Exorcist, if you didn't know. And the French Connection, Evan. A lot um, of stuff. What? A lot of stuff. 
Yeah. Very diverse uh, filmmaker. He also made Killer Joe, which is a crazy movie. Yeah, and did the remake of 12 Angry Men in 1997. Oh. Um, so... Yeah, this is my third film off of his filmography. I've obviously seen The Exorcist, one of the greatest horror movies of all time, uh, and Cruising as well. What do you have The Exorcist rated at? This is like five. a maker. Okay, I was like, this is a make-or-break moment for us, it's Evan. It's the top five horror of all time. Oh, my God, it's so amazing. Um, it's, it, it's probably the best horror movie ever made, but it's not my favorite. That's fair. That's fair. The thing, it, it's one of the few on. movies I have at a perfect 100 out of 100. Yeah. The Exorcist uh, is such a perfect mending of, like, deep storytelling and, and horrific ter- imagery and terrifying scenes. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. It's so good. And I honestly... Did you see The Exorcist Believer? No, I want to. Oh, You're it's actually... It's, it's actually... Yeah, it's not terrible. It's kind of a blast. But Linda Blair makes a cameo. Oh. Um as reagan and when she shows up i was like oh dang it's reagan like i was like like when like a superhero makes a cameo in a movie it was ridiculous nice uh but yeah i checked off the hunted from 2003 tommy lee jones benicio del toro and connie nielsen uh very good i i quite enjoyed this it was a good one um solid action scenes um and uh yeah really good the majority of this was filmed in portland um and there's like a whole scene in or like a whole like 20 minute sequence in this where there there there's like a car slash on foot chase uh through portland like downtown portland and it's just fun watching movies where i can be like hey i know exactly where that is i've hung out there um (laughs) i love that it's it's very cool um so that was very good highly recommend um if you like benicio del toro it's a banger um and then i followed that up with a uh pretty crappy man versus uh man versus nature horror movie called backcountry uh oh i want to watch that it was bad it was pretty poopy you know how it's like this is like uh like they're like being hunted by like a bear yeah yeah the bear has like maybe two minutes of screen time maybe it's yeah it's pretty i've almost put that on a bunch of times I mean, it might be worth a watch. You might like it. I just didn't. Um, yeah, it's it, it. It shouldn't be. It it just it, 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 the synopsis is very misleading. It's really not about the bear. That's just something that kind of happens at the end. But yeah. Uh, all right. Give us your next. Give us your next two. How many do you have left? I have yes. two left. I have three, so just but give us your next two. I'll just I'm gonna bust them out because I watched both of them this morning. Hell yeah! This morning, woke up Shadow Ferdinand. I watched the shark movie. Uh, no way up. No way up. I paid nine dollars to rent this movie. By the way, what? Why? Well, I, it wasn't on any sites, and I really wanted to watch it. So I was like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, rented this <sighs> on YouTube for nine dollars. Not mad about it. Pretty fun movie. It's uh, the acting's bad. It it's like really cringe and uh, cliche, but the plot of this movie is that a bunch of people are taking a flight, uh, like Mexico or something. I already forgot. Um, 
and the plane crashes in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and it sinks to a point where it hits, like, some rocks. So, like, the plane's like this, and pretty much this back back part of the plane is not underwater or not filled with water. It's like an airlock. Somehow. I don't really question it. Yeah, it's a shark so they have So they have some uh, some space to chill. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Sharks come to, to tear it up. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah. man. Awesome Hell plot. Yeah. Awesome, awesome idea. It The kills are pretty entertaining. There's this one scene this guy gets dragged under the water it's so funny he's like leaning on one of the seats and then the seat breaks so he slips into the water and he stands up and he's like oh i'm fine and then a shark just like quickly goes up and pulls him down and they pull him back and he's missing like one of his legs below the knee he goes i can't feel my foot and they're like yeah it's because you don't have a foot anymore it's ridiculous um the plane crash was actually decent. Not like Society of the Snow good, but not like really, really I haven't bad. seen that yet. I it need to de- get on... Was... I might raise this to a two just because it was like actually entertaining and I didn't want to die watching it. Yeah. I gave oh, it a one and a half, but it's probably closer to a two. It's, it's fine. Yeah. The ending was really dumb. This movie fully neglects how cold the ocean is because yeah. they're chilling in this water and there is not a single moment where any of them are cold. There's not a moment of this movie where the temperature That's of insane. the water is even an aspect. Like at the end, spoilers for No Way Up, like you give a shit. A couple people escape and actually survive. Um, and. <laughs> Because the daughter, the main girl in the movie, is the governor's daughter, so she's important, right? So yeah, naturally they find her quick. Uh, oh my god! Do you care if I just talk about this movie? No, go ahead. Um, there's so that this helicopter finds the plane, and they send some scuba divers down to want to go find the the plane, and they find it, and they're st- staring out like the emergency exit window. And they're like, we're over here, and the scuba diver swims up, and you just see a shark pull up right behind the scuba diver, and they're like, behind you! And he looks behind them, and the shark is gone, and he's like, he literally does this, and then this month, he just gets ripped by the shark, and then disappears, and all you see is a singular leg with a flipper on it float up. Mm -hmm. It's really funny. Yeah. Decent time. Yeah, it sounds like. And it then was. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, and I don't know if I will. I watched This Is Me dot 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 now, the new Jennifer Lopez Prime original. It yeah. was it, it's a music video, and like she's yapping about uh, astrology signs, and it's just terrible. Yeah, visually it's kind of cool, honestly, but the music I don't care for, and. <laughs> The astrology stuff was annoying to me, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, that's so a bunch of bullcrap. The, the movie opens with, uh, if you've seen the trailer, there's like this shot of her riding a motorcycle, and you can tell Ben Affleck is on the front of it. And you don't see Ben Affleck's face, but they're driving through the desert, and it's or, and there's like water and stuff, and she's giving this whole rant about how love is everything. And then she goes, but sometimes love isn't easy. And then the motorcycle horrifically crashes, and both of them just like die. What the it's hell? It's so weird. Go watch the first like, <laughs> two or three minutes of it. It's so weird. Oh That's my insane. god! Yeah, 
Um, so, yeah, I didn't finish it. I don't know if I will. It's literally 61 minutes long, and I'm still just like, I got about 20 minutes in, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, figure, finish it off backcountry. Uh, followed that up with my final movie of Valentine's Day uh, called Late Phases. I want to recommend this one to you, Evan. Um, this had the vibes of a very older werewolf movie. It's a werewolf movie. Okay. Um, it's uh, about this blind Vietnam War veteran who joins a retirement community, but there's like werewolves that are killing people. Um, and it's kind of a blast. I had a blast with it. It's really fun. Four stars, um, streaming on Peacock right now. Um, at least for me. Um, I don't know where it would be for you, but it's called late phases. Um, very good. Very enjoyable. Highly recommend four stars. Um, and then last night I watched. So as we know, one of Trey's all time favorite movies, probably in his top 10 is Tron legacy. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. It's peak. It's amazing. I've seen that movie over 10 times. I have never seen the original Tron. I've seen the (laughs) sequel to Tron, but I've never seen the original. So last night, I finally decided to do it. I decided to watch the original Tron. Five stars. Amazing. It made me appreciate all these Easter eggs that are in Tron Legacy. Like, if you know Tron Legacy really well, you can appreciate, like, these lines of dialogue and these characters and all this, this, and this um, that are, like, Easter egg or nodded to in Tron Legacy. And, I mean, it's like pure 80s video game cinema. Like, this was a movie made by nerds for nerds. Um, It's a blast, honestly. Oscar has this at three stars, so I was kind of skeptical going in. But I I had a blast. Obviously, it's not as visually... You don't know. It's it's different visually than Tron Legacy, but I had just as much fun. The visuals are super cool. Jeff eighties Jeff Bridges was extremely charismatic and fun anytime he was on screen. Um, nice. I had a blast. I would recommend. Um, yeah, it's just a fun time. It's a really fun time. It's cheesy. It's fun. I would highly recommend if nice. you are if. I wouldn't recommend if you're just sitting down to watch a movie because this is not going to be for everybody. But if you're a fan of that um, that content, like if you are a massive fan of Tron Legacy like me and Evan are, I would highly recommend watching this. It's definitely worth it. Just so you understand all these Easter eggs that are in the new one. Um, nice. <clears throat> So highly did you recommend. See, uh, they did like an actors roundtable type thing back when The Last of Us came out, and Pedro Pascal's talking about getting sucked into The Last of Us game, and Jeff Bridges just goes, "I got sucked into a video game once." And they're, like, <laughs> they're like, "What game? I gotta send you the clip." And he goes, "Tron," and none of them understood the joke. They were Dude, like, Jeff, "None of them got it." It's so funny. Jeff Bridges is truly the goat. Yeah, I want to go hang out with him. He yeah. seems like the most chill. Like, the character he seems the most like is the dude. Yeah. Um, El, El Duderino. Um, yeah, I uh, love Jeff Bridges. That is so funny. That is so funny. I love that. Um, and then I followed that up with... Uh, I had kind of a rough night last night, so I was like, I need to distract myself with dumb horror. 
So I watched uh, another exorcist type movie um, called The Vatican Tapes. Yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Olivia Taylor Dudley from Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension was in it. And she's smoking. So that was a W. Uh, Michael Pena is in it. He's okay. All, no matter how bad the movie is, seeing Michael Pena is always a W. Um, in my opinion. I love Michael Pena. He, yeah, he's that is easily the best part of all three Ant-Man movies. Is yes. Michael Pena and the three wombats. Holy cow! Michael Pena, I think it's Michael Pena, T.I., and David... Dasmel Chian, or however you say his the last goat. name. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Another lit uh, another actor to add to the what we call now the Michael Shannon list. Actors dude, that just the... he actors that just show up and always make the movie better. He is the go to He's that. in everything. He's in literally. He really everything. is, dude. Oh my gosh, I love him so much. He's coming out with a new movie. Um that I looks saw good. That. It's the... like the devil on screen or something. Yeah. It looks like a yeah. horror movie. I'm quite excited. Anything he's involved in, I'm in. Um, uh, but yeah, Vatican oh, tapes. Yeah, dude. Oh, Vatican tapes. Uh, it was pretty good. It was all right. Um, some good scares. Um, some cool scenes. Um, forever. But. I feel like every in the movies, every like father or pope or anything, nobody since the Exorcist came out, nobody knows how to do exorcisms correctly, except for the goat in the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, Russell Crowe, the goat. Talk about a Chad, dude! Oh my oh, god, so fun. I, love I might rewatch. I honestly might rewatch that today. That movie is so fun. Um, yeah. Have you seen Overlord? That director that yes. did Pope's Exorcist also did Overlord. What a crazy! Sick. Overlord is sick. I love Overlord. That's um, yeah, but Vatican tapes. It was just okay. Three stars. Um, some cool scares. Um, cool visuals. Uh, nice. It's basically about like. If someone was like, obviously with exorcism movies, it's like this person is possessed by a demon. Well, we got to get it out of them. That's how all of them go. Um, most of the time they fail. In the exorcist, they definitely do not. And in the Pope's exorcist, they do not. Um, God, dude, I'm going to watch the Pope's exorcist today. That movie's great. Um, we should do a post exorcist watch party, Evan. Um, yeah, we should. Dude, have you heard about... There's this one movie. <clears throat> it's called The Devil Conspiracy. Uh, let me ooh, no. let me tell you about it. <laughs> but here, let, let me, me finish this. And then yeah, um, yeah. this movie is basically about if this person was possessed and they were the Antichrist. Like, they became the Antichrist and, like, were taking over the world. Um, so if that sounds interesting to you, check it out. But if not, don't watch it. It's not worth your time. So the devil's conspiracy. Yeah, I I want to watch this so bad. It came out in 2022. Uh, here's the plot: a pow a powerful biotech company has a breakthrough technology allowing them to clone history's most influential people with just a few fragments of DNA. Behind this company is a cabal of Satanists that steal the shroud of Christ, putting them in the possession of Jesus's DNA. This clone will serve as the ultimate offering to the devil. 
and then Archangel Michael comes down to Earth from Heaven to stop the devil. What? Yeah, it sounds, sounds... insane. <laughs> that sounds all terrible, but also kind of sick. Yeah. I... Let's see. Who plays Jesus? <laughs> I don't know. I always Jesus like looking at who plays Jesus because they're always yeah. white, and I'm like, that's not accurate at all. Jesus was a guy. Whether you whether you believe in God or not, that's your prerogative. I don't care. Jesus was factually like he was an actual person, and he was a guy from the Middle East. And everybody is casts white people as Jesus. You're like, but he's he's not white. He was probably a black dude. It's insane. Um, yeah, we got to check that out sometime. Yes. Maybe we double feature that with the Pope's Exorcist, just in case it's That'd bad. That'd be sick. Triple um, feature with Curse of Robert. Oh my god, dude. I can't believe that I wouldn't be, be, be Robert alone. I cannot believe I know. he watched it alone. I can't believe he did it without us. I felt so betrayed. Yeah. We Freaking were Seth. We're like, oh yeah, we're going to do a big Robert watch party. And he's like, alright, I'm down. And then he just watched it without us, and he hated yeah. it. I felt so betrayed. So betrayed. Um, Hopefully all right. he'll join for the next one. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on the Average Film Enjoyer. Episode was a blast. I love talking Nolan movies. Um, If you liked glazing this hard this week, come back next week when it's going to be three movies that are getting insane levels of glaze from three people. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an explicit episode. So, Mom, don't listen to next Friday's episode, please. Um yeah, it, okay. this was a blast. Thank you for joining us. Subscribe on mute. Subscribe. E- Evan, can you do the send-off? I'm Subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Music. And uh, drop a comment. What's your favorite uh, between exorcism. Tenet and The Prestige? Or oh, what's, what's your, your favorite, favorite exorcism, exorcism movie? That's a good question. Besides The Exorcist. That's a good one. Yeah, tell us yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, share us with your friends. Yes, please. That stuff, yeah. Yeah. We'll catch on uh, Tuesday for a silent film that me and Trey are probably going to hate, but we'll talk about I it. I don't know. I'm interested. I, I'm I'm keeping an open mind. Yeah, we'll I'm, see. I don't like going into movies and being like, duh, I'm going to hate this. Um, unless it was Top Gun Maverick. I went in that movie really <laughs> wanting to hate it, but I came out thinking it was a four and a half. So I went um, in wanting to hate it, and I hated it. Oh, really? like oh, Top Gun. I, I, Top Gun's like a three for me. Top Gun Maverick, it's like a three. What about the original Top Gun? I haven't seen it. What? My oh, brother my and dad forced me to go see Top Gun Maverick, and I was like, I haven't seen the original, and they were like, don't worry about you it. You should watch Here's the original. Happened. The original's great. Um, yeah. Uh, I think yeah. the se- sequel's better, but um, the original's great. Uh, yeah, join us next episode. week. I'm looking forward to reviewing our first, my first ever watch of a silent film. I don't know about Same. Evan. Yeah, yep, it'll first be time. it'll be an interesting experience. So, um, yeah, thank you for joining us today, and we will see you on Tuesday. <laughs>